You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that comes at you on nine in the morning, not nine thirty in the morning, coming at you live, live, live. Welcome everybody to Ring Post Radio. We're bringing the boom. Jesus, my God! <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a disc jockey uh, gimmick. See, see, what I was ready for was like the Adam Cole boom, any other boom. Nope, you just you just gave an explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been an explosion of a week. Has it? I don't know. I don't think it really has. I think no, it's it, pretty boring wrestling week. Yeah, I feel like it, everyone is still coming down off the high that has been like the first week of the new year with Wrestle Kingdom and WWE and AEW and yeah, you don't have to give credit to WWE on that one. They, well, they, they had really they had a pay per view. They had a pay per view. That's, that's they sure. did, but they're that's not their January pay per view that anyone cares about. So let's... I, I feel like I'm in the dark. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a cave right now. Are you looking at you this? this it looks fine. Hold on, I feel like I'm super dark right now. I don't know why. Sitting in the dark, a million miles away. Sorry. No, I think I think the audience loves when Scotty sings. Um, I was told never to sing "Rebel Heart" again. Who? That was the only one. That's the only song I ever got a complaint on. So what? What? To be fair, I didn't remember the words when I was singing it, so it was just me yelling. That's fair. Did it's not like when we're singing Kenny Omega's song. That's different. Maybe that's what we do for um, um, for the uh, cannot drive next or this upcoming spring. Is just that, karaoke yeah we do karaoke <laughs> we do wrestling theme <laughs> karaoke you don't get to ask me twice <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you everybody for joining us uh we're live we live stream the show if you're listening on ring post radio we appreciate it uh you can follow us on twitter at ryan Knightsy, at scott e wrestling at count up pod uh that's the network that houses us um ring post wrestling Ring Post Radio. Ring Post Wrestling is something, <laughs> I guess. That's, that's the promotion we're going to start. Yeah, it's been a light week, uh, but there's definitely some news that's come out this week that's definitely worth talking, but it's been a light week in terms of wrestling quality, I guess. No one was released. No one that's was released. That's the hot start to the week. Yeah, well, yeah, that's at least no one that I remember. <laughs> no one that I remember has been released. Um, I don't remember. We also live stream the show on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're watching live stream, if you're with us live today, um, we're going to be answering, we're going to be doing a little bit of a mailbag today. So if you have any questions, uh, please leave it in the chat. Uh, either leave it in the comments section on Twitter, or you can um, uh, leave it in the chat on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, wherever. Um, we're going to ask answer any questions you have about like modern wrestling um, you can ask questions about, I don't know, uh, modern wrestling, uh, karaoke wrestling. Ask theme old songs. wrestling, to be fair. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they could. I don't know much. Do you know much about old wrestling? Well, how old are we talking? Are we talking like 
when I say old, I mean anything that's not going on currently. <laughs> anything from last week or two weeks ago or prior that is old yeah. wrestling. That's old. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't want to. I, I don't think I'll be able to answer any like mid south questions. That's what I mean when I'd, I say old wrestling. I'd rather just cancel the podcast and do that. No offense. Answer mid south questions. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I know. I'm good. I'm good. Don't we have to preview um the uh big GCW show? Uh that's next week. We'll be doing that next week. Oh, it's on Sunday? Yeah, it's on Sunday. Uh but this week we're going to be talking the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. We got the results in. We got the MLW news. Uh and we got uh we're going to review one of the matches from Noah Bumper Cromp, however you pronounce it uh bumper crop yeah uh, i don't know why that's the name uh maybe it's some a translation thing i don't know uh and also we're gonna be previewing terminus which will be happening tonight making their big grand debut tonight so very excited about terminus aren't you going i will be there live well that's lucky i'll uh be in my house which honestly after how cold it was here yesterday we hit, uh, we hit um, a whopping two degrees. I'm okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be okay staying home. Yeah, there is the thing about Terminus that I'm concerned with. Uh, not only is obviously there's COVID and all that jazz, uh, but there is also uh, a, Atlanta is going to be getting a little bit of a snowstorm uh, today. Uh, More like snow Atlanta. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is why you come here live because you can't miss those moments when Ryan cuts them out. You know, <laughs> but, oh but. my God. Oh my God, Scotty. Well, let's get to the show. Let's I'm I'm done with this preamble from you. Are you all about that boom? Uh, I was gonna hit the thunder sound effect again. <laughs> I decided against it. <laughs> Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the news. Big news of today: uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame results have been announced. Um, Scotty uh, from, of course, the Wrestling Observer, the most prestigious Hall of Fame. Eat your heart out, WWE. Um, the results are in. Are you ready? Have you heard? Have you seen these results at all, Scotty? I saw the main result. The the one that everyone's talking about, of course. Yeah, the one the one that mattered to you know people of our age. Yes, no offense. That's fair. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, lo- the tag team of Los Brazos, Jim Crockett Jr. and Don Owen have all been um, entered into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. They've all reached over that sixty percent margin of voting. Uh, there's that threshold there. Kazuchika Okada got ninety two percent. Los Brazos eighty two percent. Um, Jim Crockett Jr. also 82%, and then Don Owen 61. Don Owen just sneaking in there. So, but good on him. Uh, yeah. Uh, any real takes? Any? Do you have any real thoughts on any of these people? I'm very happy that Jim Crockett Jr. is in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. He is obvious. I think he's been on the ballot for a couple years now, uh, and I think you know, with his passing and everything, I think he's obviously definitely more than earned it. Um, Los Brazos, um, I believe I forget which wrestler of Los Brazos passed away. Um, was it? Yes, Brazo de Plata, uh, Super Porky, and in, in WWE, he he was the one that passed away um, uh, last year in July 26. 
So I'm sure that uh, that he helped get that recognition. But Kazuchika Okada, of course, got the 92% overall vote. Uh, not a blowaway. Uh, he's not getting the Kobayashi blowaway voting yet. There probably won't be another one like that for ever. Uh, but if anyone's going to get that, maybe Okada. Um, but obviously, those were the people that got in. Do you have any thoughts what, on anybody? Was Kobashi active when he got in? Um, uh, I can look that up. I don't believe so. Maybe. No, he no, might he might have been. He might have been. But it. how, like, what age was he? Was he near the end of his career? Probably. I'll look, at it, look into it. Okay. Well, anyways, I'll talk about Mr. Kazuchika Okada. Uh, when I saw he was on the ballot for the first time, in my in my eyes, I said, okay, well, if there's a definition of first ballot Hall of Famer in professional wrestling, it's Kazuchika Okada. And I saw some people, well, he's active. We don't know what his career will be. And I said, listen, he stops wrestling right now, right now. He is a first ballot, no question Hall of Famer. That's how you have to look at it, in my opinion. If if he is going to if he's going to stop everything and just you know stop wrestling, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. The he has the signature title reign to his name. He has a few of them, but he has the signature title reign to his name. He has countless signature matches. He has main events inside the Tokyo Dome. He has the rivalry with Tanahashi. He has literally everything you want in a first ballot Hall of Famer and then some. There was no one, I think, in my opinion at least, that was going to enter the ballot in the next couple of years and be slam dunk first ballot walk-in like Kuzuchika Okada. Uh Now... There are a lot of names that didn't get in yet that I think will eventually get in. We'll, we'll get like, to that too. Right, right. But Okada to me was the name I was watching this entire time because I did see some people say, well, he's still active. I was like, yes, but who cares? <laughs> like, it, that shouldn't matter. He's amazing. He is one of the best wrestlers of all time, easily, and we get to watch him. So enjoy what we get. Um, Kenta Kobayashi, he was entered in 2002, right as he oh, yeah. was get to, getting into Noah. Um, it was it was around his knee issues in Noah that as he first started, but he was able, you know, turned around obviously. How? Okay, I'll let you talk. Let me just check something. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I think you know, obviously, like you said Okada's a first battle Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, you, every time like someone like an Okada or Omega a couple of years ago gets into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, there's always the questions the age, of, by the way, oh, that's awesome. There's always questions about, um, oh, they're still active, they're in the prime of their career, and I get that. I mean, I I think maybe bumping it up a couple of years, you know, bumping the age up a couple of years is not a terrible idea for the mm-hmm. for the ballots. However, um. I, I also don't think you know, I also think personally for Okada, well, I don't know. It's kind of revitalized a little bit. But I don't know. I he he's an easy first better Hall of Famer. Los Brazos have also been huge in the Mexican scene. Jim Crockett Jr., you can't talk enough about his fucking <laughs> his, the importance of, <laughs> of Crockett 
in the wrestling world. I mean, and he also passed away, I believe, last year. Um, his importance. I don't know much about Don Owen. He was a promoter in the Portland area, uh, Pacific Northwest. So I don't know much about him. Uh, by the 1980s, professional wrestling had seen a revival on behalf of WWF. Um, but then he got per- okay. So I don't know much about Don Owen, but he sneaked in there. Um, but no, yeah, I, I I think it's you know it's always good. You you know you want the best of the best in here. Uh, not everyone's gonna make it. It's a ballot that still has uh people on it that are probably gonna make it at some point. Uh, here's a here's a list of candidates who had a majority of the vote but did not cross the sixty percent threshold. Again, sixty percent you have to is what you need to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, that list here is Mystico slash Caristico, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter, Rollerball, Mike. Mark Rocco, can't even say names today. Bobby Davis, Kota Ibushi, and Enrique Torres. It's interesting to me that Kota Ibushi didn't get in here, but I imagine he, because of the past year, that probably like put a damper on some people. I'm guessing, just on voters in general. But uh, yeah, so they're still on the ballot, so they'll obviously still be in the uh, other people that were on the ballot that didn't make it. Um, the Steiner brothers. Uh, Ishii, Naito, CM Punk, Jim Johnston, Edge, Randy Orton, Tony Schiavone, and Matt and Jeff Hardy. They are still all on the ballot for next year's and maybe years to come. So maybe they'll eventually make the Hall of Fame, but not yet. I think CM Punk and the Hardys are very interesting long term. CM Punk Punk getting 33% of the vote is very interesting to me. I think he has... Now this could be some bias, I won't lie, but he, he really helped change, you know. Re- he helped change wrestling in the United States, the like way people look at it. I think just you know through his WWE run. Now, do, did he change it as much as someone like a Brian Danielson? I don't know. Does if without CM Punk, does Daniel Bryan happen? The yeah, yeah. I would you think, I think so? so. I think so. I think I, I don't think, know. I think well, I think Daniel Bryan was already happening before CM Punk, you know, really got his start. Um, and I get that idea. No, of like, but oh, you're talking about the the WrestleMania. The, moment. W, yeah, like does that all happen without CM Punk? Because CM Punk gave them someone to believe in in that indie situation. It's a and the Hardys. I guess the Hardys are they in? Can they go as a tag team or singles? Uh, they're they're they are uh, going in. They're nominated as a tag team. Okay, so they have a better, way better shot making it in that way than the other. Um, that'll be an interesting watch too. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. CM Punk. I think obviously the biggest concern about him whether or not he gets in is because of he's been out of action for seven mm-hmm. years. I think it yeah. really. What will determine whether or not he goes into the Hall of Fame is these next couple years of AEW. Um, I also want to point out that Naito got 38% of the vote. Uh, he he'll, is, he'll get in. I mean, 38%, that's super low for Naito. I would have expected uh, maybe, maybe he would have gotten higher, but I don't, I don't I know. would have hit 50, honestly. I would have thought that Naito would have gotten higher than Abushi. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Abushi got 50, a good point. <laughs> Abushi got fifty four percent of the vote. Naito got thirty eight percent of the vote. Hmm. I would have Makes totally thought that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to those people. Uh, people that are off the ballot 
let's talk about people that are off the ballot that they can only rejoin if Dave Meltzer feels like they've uh, warrant a re-inclusion. You know, typically, it, 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 typically what warrants re-inclusion for these people is like either they pass away or uh, they have a phenomenal year or a couple of years. And Dave's like, okay, maybe we need to reconsider. So these are people that are off the ballot that may or may not ever. They have a way tougher journey to get back onto the ballot and get in. Uh, the Hollywood Blondes of Bub- Buddy Roberts and Jerry Brown. Uh, Buddy Colt, the fabulous ones, Stan Land and Steve Kern. Nikki Bella, Charlotte Flair, Kamala, Rick Martel, John Moxley, Seth Rollins, Ultimate Warrior, Kyoko, Kyoko in- Inoue, Katsuria Shibata, uh, Takeshi Segura, Psycho Clown, John DeSilva, Roger Delaporte and Andre Bollet, uh, uh, to Kadani, <laughs> just like Kadani, uh, and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, additionally, uh, uh, Mr. Wrestling Two, Johnny Walker, who uh, he didn't have less than ten percent, but he's been on the ballot for fifteen years, <laughs> didn't and didn't get a vote of at least fifty percent, so he's off the ballot. So quite the list of off the ballot. Any names that strike you as that you would have thought would could have been Hall of Fame worthy people, but didn't are now gone forever. Um, Seth and Mox are very interesting, I think, because like if you put them together as the Shield mm-hmm. with Roman, it makes you think a little more. Like I understand as singles competitors, they're not getting in. Oh, you're saying that, like, maybe if the shield goes in as a faction? Yeah. Like, if if they go in as the shield, I think it's very different. And I'm sitting here and thinking how absurd it is that, like, I feel like these two haven't finished at all coming close to telling their careers. Yeah. That's why I think the age thing probably should change to, like, 40. I think 40 is a good, like, mark of, like, okay, you've probably completed the majority of your career. Uh, it, it, very interesting that they're off the ballot, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I don't think they would be Hall of Famers right now. Don't, like, well, I'm going to say that. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, maybe towards the end, if they went or not, were nominated as the Shield, and then you look at their accomplishments, because it kind of goes back to the Hardys thing. If you're looking at the singles careers of just Matt Hardy and jeff you're like no well jeff is a little different like he has more hope than matt but you look them more as a team yeah um right now if you know i was voting for Seth and jaw and moxley i wouldn't vote them in no me either but but i think it's still so early you just don't really know i mean they're as a group they're gonna have at least 20 world titles to their name they had a reign that was very important to wwe success but at the same time this is a very very special hall of fame in terms of who gets in so i can understand why we are sitting here and i I just think they shouldn't be off the ballot if that makes sense just weird to me i like the i I like the idea of including them as shield and obviously that's not going to happen for a number of years right Uh, i mean the shield definitely like drew um as i recall um 
definitely very popular and they were good for they were good for the not only business of wrestling but also had really good matches i i don't know if they'll i don't think but they're not like a standout you know like i don't know necessarily yeah. if they exceed the limits yeah, right. you know, we're talking we're talking okada levels we're talking you know crockett you know we're talking those sort of levels like i don't know if they could ex- get to that point um speaking of uh the shield though uh for next year's ballot obviously we have all the people named before mystico abushi punk orton edge yada 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 um but we're getting but it is interesting though that we are getting more and more of those um it feels like we get more it feels like every i mean every year we get like wwe people but it feels like more and more we get wwe people in this ballot uh that just like modern WWE people. And you're yeah. just like, Hmm, I don't know. Um, additions to next year's ballot, uh, Rocco and Perez Steamboat and young blood, uh, Kawada and Tao, uh, Jerry and Jack Briscoe, um, uh, Roy Welch. And then I think these are the big names talking points here for next year's ballot. Scotty Roman reigns. Oh Jesus. That poor guy. <laughs> I may, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's amazing. He has a very interesting conversation. Like it, that's a very interesting conversation. Yeah, I I think I think a maybe. I think a maybe. I don't. You know, he should not fall off the ballot next year. That's my opinion. no. I don't think I don't think he'll fall off the ballot. I think he'll stay at the very least. But I think he'll get over ten percent easily. But it's a to me, it's like a sixty percent. Maybe, uh, maybe he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to fight for that sixty percent. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, no, she. Dave was just making a great point to, uh, on um, Observer Radio about her historical significance. Actually, he was he was kind of giving back up to her because she's the, like the first ever face of the company for WWE as a woman's wrestler. That's true. She's definitely got plenty of historical significance. Um. But she's an interesting one, but it's not a long term thing. Yeah, but her historical stick his her historical significance is really like the past two three years, right? Like the like she's been wrestling for you know over a decade, and it's just sort of like the past couple of years is is that hall of is her is the hall past couple of years hall of fame worthy enough? You know that's she'll my, stick on the ballot. Uh, Shingo Takagi. Shingo is an interesting one too. Ballot. I, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, surely. No. How? He's, a, he's a great professional wrestler. He's a great professional wrestler. Uh, he's definitely. I mean, it's tough to art it. I mean, I would have to look at like Dragon Gate to see his drawing power because it's tough to say that for New Japan right now because <laughs> yeah. of COVID. COVID, COVID is going to play a lot of into these things because it's just like, how do I take into account Shingo's drawing power when as right. as the world champion of the top promotion in J- Japan? Yeah, he he was the world champion of a New Japan that was considered their coldest. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> was that his fault? Not at all. Yeah, but that is the truth. Yeah, that is the truth. Uh, and also Rossi Ogawa. Is also on the ballot for next year. Hmm. I want to get your wow. ta- your take on that too. Do you have any thoughts? Rossi's very interesting because he booked uh, 
AJW back in the day, I believe, too. He did some booking for them. So it's not just stardom. Like, I think a lot of people forget that he did a lot before stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely someone that, you know, if you look back on five years down the road and say stardom is now huge, you're like, oh, well, he really helped re-elevate Joshi wrestling in Japan. Like that's that's the way you can look at it. So he he he'll definitely, I think, be someone that you come back to. He won't go in, you know, right off the bit uh right off the bat, but he will be someone to talk about as stardom grows because I do think that his his uh goals and his goals and what he's done in stardom already definitely weren't consideration in what he did prior to stardom but but it his place really depends on where stardom is in five years if they flop he's not in but if they boom i mean well there's the argument of like you know stardom has gotten to the point it's gotten in 10 years you know like yeah, I would, you know, maybe a slow crawl, right? Uh, right. But in the, in the Japanese market, especially for Joshi wrestling, you know, which kind of, you know, obviously, you know, diminished quite a bit. Um, they've kind of brought it back and now they're stretching into American soil and uh, and they're making big moves with Bushi Road and all that jazz. And I, you know, again, I don't think first ballot Hall of Famer, but I don't think a guy that's, that's, getting trimmed off the slot there no no there should be a he should stay around for a couple of years as we wait and see i think yeah i kind of agree i want to see i want to see more yeah. more but yeah wrestling observer hall of fame uh okada getting the big one fun there. topic good good for okada yeah you know that that old chap that old yeah <laughs> put in the work for that one which he did he uh he obviously definition work for that one. Of first ballot. Uh, other news. MLW suing WWE. This is a, <laughs> came out of a big out-of-nowhere surprise um, for the wrestling world, <laughs> I, I think you could say. Um, before I get into it, do you have any quick thoughts on it, Scotty? I didn't read a single thing. I just know that MLW wanted to go to Tubi and WWE said no. That's that's essentially they were they went to NBC or whoever and were like yeah let's not do this and they didn't do it and I understand there's complaints here yada 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 I don't uh, I don't it's bad like I don't care <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean like, I don't. I don't care about the sadness of MLW. This is a very much WWE thing. This is something they've probably done endlessly to a number of promotions. And I understand like you're willing to go to battle because oh you you know you stopped us from a contract and distribution. Okay, join join the club of like 50 other promotions that probably also got stopped multiple times. Like yeah. It, this is just one that we know about, you know, and uh, going to court with WWE sounds like a walking headache. So good luck. Um, 
Uh, as described in the complaint, WWE pressured third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with MLW. Uh, WWE's misconduct included disrupting every level of MLW's business, including a major streaming deal with Tubi that we know of for MLW, which would have been transformative for the company. This is, of course, coming from MLW's press release about this. MLW also alleged <laughs> MLW also alleged in the complaint that in early 2021, after MLW announced that it was in talks with Vice TV to air MLW, MLW programs on Vice, a then WWE executive. Uh, now revealed to be Susan Levinson, um, uh, once because the uh, antitrust lawsuit came uh, came to light, I guess people actually see it. Uh, Susan Levinson, uh, she was a former senior vice president and head of WWE Studios up until late March 2019, uh, when she was. Oh no, sorry, up until May of 2021, when WWE just released a bunch of people. Uh, from the corporate office. Um, so she was that person. Susan Levinson warned Vice TV that WWE owner Vince McMahon was, quote, pissed that Vince TV, that Vice TV, not Vince TV, Vice TV <laughs> was airing MLW programs and that Vice should stop working with MLW. The Vice TV executive responded that WWE's conduct was illegal and an antitrust violation with the WWE executive responding that she could not control Vince McMahon. Again, that is Susan Levinson was revealed to be the person, the senior vice president. Um, one, one, mm-hmm. don't give Vince any ideas. Two, what did they say? Groundbreaking? Is that what they said? Transformative. Transformative. I will keep my mouth shut on that one. I think, well, I, you, well, to be fair, to be fair, very nice. Ah, uh, I I mean you can't nice. you can't deny that for the business of MLW, if they were able to have a weekly show on Vice and a streaming deal of Tubi, that would have been huge for the company. But you they can't... don't even have a weekly show on Vice. What? Their their shows still not weekly on Vice. No, they are alleging that WWE stepped in, and that is uh, the reason why they don't have the TV show on Vice. I see. Well, this is a fair complaint by mlw i'll give them that this is all very fair that being said uh who watches who watches tv on tubi uh i believe all of lucha underground is on tubi yeah i understand that but do you want do you go out of your way to watch lucha underground on tubi lucha underground is probably a hundred percent better than mlw television uh, Do you I watch Lucha Underground on TV? I was, and then uh, Speaking Out started, and I just couldn't watch it anymore because Joey Ryan was there prominently. Um, well, there's other there's other aspects to this that are interesting to me. That I, the reason I'm bringing this up, uh, to be, um, uh, is, or not to be, <laughs> to be or not to be, is the headline that should have been for MLW. Um, they, as I understand it, are a Fox owned business. And the, oh, the yeah, argument yeah. there, NBC, but... the argument there is that Fox runs SmackDown, uh, so right. it would be uh, they shouldn't have it on their thing, and that's why WWE stepped in. Um, the other interesting thing is that this doesn't seem like a a throwaway sort of bit uh, because the lawyers that they had. Uh, let me see if I can find the actual lawyer name. Um, uh. 
the lawyer uh, is a f- the former lawyer of like Donald Trump, it, like who stopped being a lawyer in 2017. Oh yeah, like this is like a legit dude. Um, uh, I can't find the lawyer's name. Uh, this is I can't find the lawyer's name at this time. Uh, but yeah, it's like a legit dude. It's a legit lawsuit for antitrust. I think there is certainly the argument, but I think, um, you know, the fact that Tubi is a Fox-owned company and that they were interested, and then they Vice is not owned by Fox, as I understand it. Um, WB definitely stepped in. They have the name. They have the the people involved. They have a great lawyer. Um, I don't know. I, and also. I think the argument there that people are also having is what kind of money does MLW have to do this lawsuit? And Mm -hmm. so then the conversation is either MLW does have the money, which is weird, (laughs) (laughs) or they don't have the money. uh, And the lawyers are, uh, I forget what the proper term is, but basically doing this for cheap on the front end, pretty confident that they're going to win it and get all the money on the back end. Which is yeah. also a huge thing if there's if those kind of lawyers are like we think we're gonna win, right? Uh, MLW definitely has a tremendous case. Um, I think more so on Tubi than anything else. You know the Tubi like accusations of having you know Fox say no. Like that's definitely what I'm listening to and being like, okay, well, there's there's definitely a case here because. One, one, I mean, really, truthfully, would MLW going to Tubi really have any effect on WWE? Not a, no, they, it wouldn't, it would not. It's not like someone's going to watch MLW on Tubi and be like, you know what, this should replace SmackDown on Fox. <laughs> and that's not going to, that's not going to happen. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I think this was just WWE doing what they do, which is you know, no other pro wrestling, except we're not pro wrestling, but also no other pro wrestling. And good for MLW for, you know, sticking up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Truth, Like, that's really how I feel about all this. Like, good for them. They're not just going to go and sit down. But, but if they don't have the money for this, then they are not going to win this because unless like you said they have the confidence that they're going to kind of pretty much just walk in and walk out with yeah whatever they are i mean and with these kind of lawsuits you're definitely like throwing all the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks you know you know they're going to include every single issue that they have uh going back to the the vice tv deal another point of contention could be that uh if they were going to go on vice they were going to air on tuesdays uh, which would have been competition of mm. NXT, um, which you know, I don't think I don't think MLW was going to eat into uh, <laughs> NXT that much, no. but we saw what AEW what they thought about AEW, what WWE thought about AEW, uh, and then AEW smoked their ass. Uh, so I'm sure WWE was like, we're not doing that again with yeah. MLW, and they were gonna t- they weren't gonna take their chances. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a definitely an interesting conversation. There's definitely a lot of points in there that's like way more legitimate than just a, you know, just a like kind of throwaway suit. Um, I know we're not lawyers or anything, but they're just know. gonna settle. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's WWE. <laughs> they got the money. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they. I mean, because 
yeah best case scenario you win the worst case scenario is you settle and get a bunch of money yeah they're just gonna give them a quarter of their blood money and call it a day speaking of blood money <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh thank you for that transition uh wwe put out a statement also uh i believe yesterday they put out a statement i paid more attention to this than anything else this week um that uh let's see let's get the actual quote here the wwe statement if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, <laughs> it quickly quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. Of course, this is WWE talking about AEW's uh, Rampage show between Penelope Ford and the Bunny versus Ty, Ty Conti and Anna Jay on New Year's Eve. Uh, we had this is WWE still talking. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Um, Scotty, what's what's your thoughts? Uh, gory self mutilation is the next name for the elimination chamber in AEW. Uh, <laughs> they do their version of elimination chamber. Yeah, it's gonna be. Gory self-mutilation is going to be great. My thoughts are that WWE says these things to back any sponsors away, to back anyone, because if you put it out there, someone's going to read it of notability. And and someone's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> and, and let's be honest here. It's probably worked. It's probably worked with sponsors. It's probably worked with um some companies but it's not going to be something that hurts AEW long term it's not going to be something that really changes the way they continue to rise in the pro wrestling ranks but but it is you do i think a lot of people don't fully understand that like for advertising and sponsorships this does have some effect not a lot but some enough yeah and you'll never hear about the effect it has because you're not going to hear about like yeah, name that's... random name random company here doesn't partner with AEW. you're never gonna hear that yeah we're never gonna hear that Mar so, mars bars right and tnt is not gonna drop them tbs whatever to warner well, media and, and as TNT, a whole i guess yeah so that's not gonna happen so it's not really something that affects any of us it gives everyone a good laugh because they got to dunk on wwe for you know all the outside stuff that they do blood wise and whatnot and i know some people were tossed around the brock lesnar randy orton thing which i completely forgot even happened in that match and i was like what i don't think that was the point i think the point was like oh well we're different and i don't even remember how many years ago that was now but 2016 okay so mm -hmm. uh very far okay. that's a while anyway. ago that's a while yeah. ago yeah it's six years uh, this coming august but i think i understand why wwe does it i understand why people get upset about it besides just you know loving AEW. but to me this is much more of a non-story than uh yeah what I... we just talked about it's not like AEW is going to sue them for saying oh i can't believe you guys said we have blood on tv like they who cares my take on it it's 100 like a pearl clutching moment from wwe being like oh my stars how yeah. dare they how dare they ruin the reputation <laughs> of the classic sport of professional wrestling you know they they've said this before that's how we got blood and guts uh they they uh, vince mcmahon the quote of blood and guts is a vince mcmahon quote on a 
quarterly conference call uh, from WWE. Like, who cares? And also, yeah, we know it's a different product. Your product is rated PG. Their product, oh my God. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) Terrified me. My, this light, I got, so I got a, uh, I got one of these God dang lights, lights. ring, ring lights for Christmas. So I've been using it. This clamp does not stay on whatsoever. Does not not properly clamp. Uh, And I don't know what to do about it. And it sucks. So I guess I'm just going to, fuck it. I'm just going to turn it off. Here we go. We'll just live on the fly. Um, And we'll do that. (laughs) Underglow. This is Ring Post Radio Nights, baby. We're telling horror stories. Um. Anyways, uh, what, fuck. What was I saying? I was on. I was. I was at the start of a great bit. Ah, dang it. Uh, Vince McMahon. It was a Vince McMahon quote that said, "Blood and guts." Right. Uh, it's a wholly different product. We already know that, and I'm pretty sure sponsors know that, right? I mean, Vince McMahon said that a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe 2020, 2021. Um, and then they made blood and guts. They, <laughs> so they know it. It's a. WWE is a PG product. AW is a TV 14 product. If you're a sponsor, you're going to look at that TV 14 product and be like, oh, do I want my brand associated with that? A TV 14 product includes blood. Yes. Do I think that match was planned to be as bloody as it was? No, I don't think so. I think Vince McMahon or whoever this WWE statement's coming from is 100% talking, insinuating about the bunny. Uh, because I don't think that uh, that amount of blood was properly meant to happen. Um, but it comes with the territory of a TV 14 promotion. Uh, if a network sponsor, network partner wants, you know, obviously TNT and Warner Media are okay with it. They gave them way more money uh, to do this sort of thing, to move to TBS and do all this stuff. They're obviously okay with it. If they weren't okay with it after the Dustin thing, which is where Blood and Guts came up, um, then I don't think they would be okay with it now, but they're still okay with it. Sponsors, if you want to sponsor a TV 14 show, they would just do it. They know it. They know it's a TV 14 show for the past two years. Venues, they're getting venues. I don't. Th- venues can easily not have say something, but it's not going to be like every venue under the sun is going to be like no. That just yeah. that just seems like a dumb thing. Children, let's talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about children and the general public as a whole, because I think that tom- topic is great. And I and I saw this all over, and that's I think the comment that uh, fans are dunking on WWE about, right? It's mm-hmm. what do WWE know uh, that the general public like? You know, the ratings for WWE are falling rapidly. AEWs are, I would say, I would say the AEWs are stalling as of late. But they've been growing. Their promotion has been growing over the past two years. Um, they are a viable challenger. Uh, and less less so nowadays because, like I said, they're kind of stalling. Uh, but WWE is also rapidly declining. So, I don't know. I wouldn't say rapidly declining. They're declining. Um, they're declining at a solid pace. Yeah. I don't I don't know what, what they know as what children or the general public as a whole know. If you want to argue... That what what do WWE know? What do the, the WWE believe the children or the general public want to see? The answer is NXT 2.0. Right? That is what they think mm. children want to see. That is what they think the general public as a whole, the teen demographic, want to see. And their age demo is in the 60s. 
their age demo, Scotty, is older typically. Oh, it's bad. Than WWE main roster shows. Yeah. They, they sure, yes. One could say that blood is not going to draw this sort of crowd, but it obviously does. You know, you know, you got you got the female female wrestling match that's going to draw in the men and you got the blood death match style that's also going to draw in men. It's a double down and a double down always works, in my opinion. Um, So I don't know where WWE is coming from, but it's like you say, like you said, it's another point to try to convince people to not watch their show and and they they're the have the moral high ground but uh, you know i don't think yeah. it's go- gonna work this is just a personal thing has nothing to do with wwe aw does blade way too much <laughs> oh i totally agree on that point we have entered an excessive like okay well, did we need that in this match no yeah. we did it and that comes from the top king cody and it goes down to i mean i understand you can blade if there's reason to do it like if it if if it needs to be added to the match but like we've had it in some matches that i'm just like really yeah what, really yeah like what are, what are we doing here it feels like uh it feels like the amount of blading in AEW is a response to not being able to do it for the past several several decades. Yeah, you know I mean, mean I, we've had a crimson mask for a year situation, haven't we? Yes. For AEW, like we've had an absolute uh no, two in last year cuz you had the Dustin one. One. You had the Brit one. Two. You had the you had the the bunny. Uh Alley one, whatever. Yeah. Which would have been you had Danielson and P- Paige. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> We've had a Co- lot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cody tried to have one. <laughs> Probably. Probably. At least one time. Yeah. Uh but there's then, a bit but, of lot. But those are the those are the images that stick in my head. Co- none of Cody's right. blade jobs have stuck in my head, I think. No, but they give me a good laugh. I think the only Cody Blade job image I have in my head is at All In when he won the NWA title. <laughs> what an unnecessary match to bleed for! Like, uh, it, yeah, they just they just need to like. I don't care about blood. I think blood does add to the match, but some matches I'm like, really? I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Speaking about blood in match, uh, Moxley is returning to G- to re- professional wrestling. He's made GCW has announced that he will be taking on and uh, defending the GCW GCW World Title at the Hammerstein Ballroom next week versus Homicide. Um, so we have John Moxley finally returning to professional wrestling. Scotty has seemingly left the call, or uh, or I think he's still I think you still hear him on Twitch. He is now just wor- a, a nameplate. Sorry, folks, but Scotty left. I don't know what to do here. I can hear him. I can hear him. I can hear him making noise. Um, he's back. Oh, hello. What's up? Sorry. You, I thought I you had to go let my dog out. Okay, I thought you were about to do a bit, and I was very excited. No, I forgot to mute. I meant to mute too. Uh, no, no bit. Uh, what were we talking about? John Moxley returning to uh, Hammerstein. Uh, officially, John uh, Moxley yeah. returning. I am. I think I am one. Congrats. I'm very happy to see him return. Two, mm-hmm. I 
and I think it's weird that uh, GCW announced it and not AEW. He didn't come back for an AEW thing. It's GCW. I just think, I think it's weird. very smart. Why is that? Actually, I think it one makes more people want to check out GCW. You know, that's good for them. But I think it's going to make people want to watch AEW a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's going to give them a little bump. It's going to give people in the arena a little more um, enthusiasm, a little more excitement, because now we're at a point where John Mox is going to show up at any minute in AEW. It, as, you know, he's coming back to GCW. He's probably coming back at any minute in AEW, and that's very exciting. Like, that, that's awesome. You know, Be- because beach, beach break is around the corner and in Ohio. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna have this point uh later in the show, but AEW's missing John Moxley. Like he adds so much to their show, so much to their feel. And don't get me wrong, they have a lot of great wrestlers on their roster. Best roster potentially in the world for uh the men's side, at least, you know, when it comes to top to bottom. They just have great tag teams, great single stars, great main event stars, uh, you know, just these guys that are top tier you know we have cm punk brian danson but oh i've really been missing the mocks and the omega of sorts the past couple weeks i think those two were really the center point or centerpieces of aw pretty much since day one when it comes to their events now there's the elite of course but moxley and omega were the two core main eventers along with Jericho. Mm-hmm. And now I want Jericho to get off my screen and I want those two to come back to my screen. Yeah. So I think, I think it, I think it works both ways. I think it's going to add excitement for the next coming couple of weeks of AW. Maybe he comes back and helps Eddie Kingston. Maybe he does something completely different. Maybe, uh, I don't know, tax Brian Danielson. Maybe that's the next few they go with. Maybe maybe Jar- Johnny Gargano makes his debut and then John Moxley beats him up. I don't think John Moxley is going to be a heel no matter what. Yeah, he can't be right now. I know that was probably the direction they were going, but I think you wait a little longer. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think at this point you kind of have to do that. Uh, well, maybe there's an argument. Hold on, hold on. I'm formulating Ooh. this thought as I'm as I'm thinking it. Well, devil's advocate here. Little devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. What if? Because because here's the the thing that always was weird to me was why is why is GCW allowed this announcement right? Yeah, that 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 feels weird. Why would GCW be allowed to announce John Moxley's return? What if he is their world champion? He is their world champion, so that helps. It's Hammerstein's the main event. They kind of have to start advertising the main event and the matches on the show. Um. But what if, so my thought is, why would AEW allow that? And my cap says, what if AEW is allowing that because they want to turn Moxley heel? So Mm. if Moxley's return at Hammerstein gets the big super pop that it is expecting to get, what if they just burn the pop at GCW and that when he shows up on AEW, yeah, there's still going to be a pop, but maybe you can have them, you know, you can lean into the turn more. I don't want to be that guy, but there's a lot 
bigger AEW audience that has no idea what GCW is. Correct. I agree. So I don't think it affects it. I think it's a sense of one, he's the world champion. Two, I like the idea that, you know, he's going to come back, big baby face pop in the Hammerstein, crazy reaction, going to be awesome. Like Moxley in the Hammerstein is just a great thought yeah. right off the bat. But real, real Sandman energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe not. They, maybe I shouldn't be saying that after coming back from where he's going. Uh, delete yeah. that, delete that, delete that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, the, cut that. I think Moxley. Moxley's going to get a pop either way. If they want to turn him heel night one, they can. Mm-hmm. Very, very easily. He can get the pop, and then he can attack. I mean, listen, he on his first night, he attacked Kenny Omega. In the first night of AEW. Did that make him a heel in anyone's mind? No. He was just John Moxley. Yeah. And I think that's probably the way they can still go with him if they want. You know who's the person they could probably easily turn him? Who, you know who's the only person they could turn him heel on? Eddie Kingston. Correct. Easily. They got you got they got booze from CM Punk. I actually just wrote an article which comes out later today. It, the article is should Eddie Kingston become AEW world champion, like down the line. Mm-hmm. And my major point was that like Eddie Kingston is the only person that got CM Punk legitimately booed. CM Punk got booed in Long Island with MJF, but that's that's just that's just different. That's yeah. hometown. Eddie Kingston has this unique connection with fans. Um, and it, it feels like it grows by the week. Yeah. That if John Moxley attacked Eddie Kingston, you set up that match for uh revolution. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they want to do the Danielson match still on pay-per-view. I think that's an understandable direction to go. But I like that idea better. I, I think you I think you can just do the Danielson match later. I don't think it has yeah. to be at like. A I think pay-per-view. it should be pay per view though. I don't think you should be giving that away. Yeah, I think you can honestly save the Danielson. You know, do Danielson with someone else, and then do that. We instead. also don't know what's next for Danielson. That's also so. true. That's also true. There's a lot of ups in the air. Um, oh, I like that idea though. Him turning on Eddie. That's really the only way at this point you could do it. I think. Right off the bat. Well, you could tag Hangman. Yeah, but, but, but I, if I, I watch that, that, I'd be like, I don't oh, think he you just do wants that. the belt. Yeah, I don't think you do that on Hangman. No. Because yeah. because the way you make, you know, the the good the good way is like, yeah, because you can justify a heel turn by attacking the champion because like, oh, he's doing it because he wants to do the belt. Right. You make it personal by attacking your best friend kind of person, right? Yeah, your best friend slash the guy that everyone cheers for over pretty much every name in the company yeah yeah it's possible it'd be a great angle it'd It'd be be a great angle and eddie would get a big match which the problem is i think they want to do eddie versus jericho and if jericho's going to lose then that's fine like if if his goal is to give eddie a big win because we we do have to discuss eddie doesn't get many big wins he has a lot of big matches Mm -hmm. but he's yet to get a big win um so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll see and find out what eventually happens. Happy Mox is back, though. Yes, That's very number happy. one. Very happy is back. Very excited to see him return. Uh, Wrestling how, has missed him. How bushy do you think his beard is? Um, 
it's probably going to look exactly the same, honestly. <laughs> you I don't want to go too much. I want him to come back full lumberjack, full That'd lumberjack be awesome. beard. Um, I, would, I want his old song back. Me too. His AEW one. No offense to Wild Thing, but like if he goes heel, that, that theme song needs to come back. Yeah. I, I, I prefer his other one over Wild Thing. Me too. Uh, let's talk about independent wrestling. Since speaking of independent wrestling, I'm only doing transitions this entire show. I hope you know that. You try yeah. usually, anyways. Speaking of independent wrestling, uh, well, I, sh- I should say that before we get to actual our main topics of the show, uh, we're going to be doing a mailbag at the end of the episode. So if you have any questions, if you're listening to this live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, leave a comment below, um, and we will or leave your question below, uh, and we will answer it in a little bit. Uh, But first, let's talk about a new promotion that is starting tonight. Uh, I will be there live. It's Terminus. Uh, It feels like the internet has been really excited for this show. Um, It's sold out. Uh, It is the debut debut show of the promotion run by Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black. Coming out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Streaming on Fight. Uh, What else can I say? We have a... Uh, we have an eight-match card here. We also got a list of rules. Uh, let's go over it, Scotty. I'm excited. I actually ordered the show earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did. I did. I, I'll i be honest, people. I don't order every show that I watch. <laughs> but, um, you know, we find means. A lot of good people out there that happen to buy shows and share their links. That's why, um, of course. But, um uh, I watch, I order a lot of shows. I spend way too much money on wrestling, let's be honest here. That being said, I feel like this was a must-order event, if that makes sense. Um, there's a lot of good wrestlers on this card, a lot of good matches. Of course, as we said earlier, Ryan will be there in attendance. He will be able to give us some feedback on the atmosphere next week when we review it he'll give us a whole different review and i think that'll be really fun for us to talk about unlike day one it's very different when you go to a more independent uh closer setting i think it really changes the way show looks and the card looks really good yeah really good they are definitely making they're doing their best to stamp their flag into the ground i mean atlanta has i'll be honest atlanta has been starving for like for wrestling you know atlanta used to be the hub of one of one of the hubs of professional wrestling and it does really feel like terminus is trying you know going back to the name terminus that it terminus was what atlanta used to be called because it was the terminal point of where all the railroad stations uh met um it feels like it is trying to go back to the roots of atlanta back to the roots of professional wrestling do all these things at once uh you know you're bringing in dave prazak and lanny lanny leonard uh from former ring of honor days so there's that got a bunch of ring of honor matches on the show as well um it definitely feels an important show to watch it definitely feels like a big show to watch and like i said atlanta has been starving i i talked about it I think, no, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but what I was looking into when I did my preview of day one uh, was that, or my written preview of day one, was that uh, day one was at the State Farm Arena, and the last time a wrestling show was at the State Farm Arena was the AEW Cody Rhodes Wardlow Steel Cage match in 2019, or 
2020, March, February, like February of 2020 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's been like two years, uh, practically. Uh, and of course, AEW showed back up in the Georgia area, but that was Duluth and that was like an hour and a half away. Uh, so I, I wasn't able to go. Um, but like an in independent wrestling still, if you want to go see some sort of independent wrestling show, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple in Atlanta based wrestling promotions, but they're not that big. You know, they're pretty small. I mean, action is probably the biggest one and they're on IWTV still very good promotion, but they're still very small. Um, this feels, this already has the feeling of it being bigger. The fact that you have the names of this show, uh, the fact of who's running it, um, the fact that they're, you know, going on fight and all this stuff, it feels like a big event. And so I'm very interested to see, and I'm really hoping that this promotion goes off well because, uh, I'm excited. My one concern about this promotion, about the show tonight is that Atlanta's getting a snowstorm, <laughs> which, you know, it's the South. So it's not like we're prepped quite well. Unlike you at Boston territory, with the uh, snow oh yeah we live and breathe for that <laughs> as i speak it is snowing outside uh right now i can see right out my window right out right behind my camera that it is snowing outside it's sticking to the grass uh obviously i doesn't look like it's yet sticking to the driveway that's most important that's the most important part but like i said it's atlanta they knew the snowstorm was coming so Atlanta proper well, was prepping with salt and everything um, to get that ready. Uh, the bigger snowstorm is hitting just north of Atlanta. Uh, so this is this is Weatherman Ryan. I need a green screen behind me. Um, so we're we're scheduled right, here. right right here. You can see on this core front. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's like two to four inches last time I checked. Um, so not too bad, but also like I said, it's the south, That's... and we're not for. I'm I'm from Maryland. You're from Boston. Yeah, I, we, two or four inches is like nothing, right? Yeah, I was gonna say two or four inches is like I'm I'm happy. I'm celebrating that. That is like yeah, no. That you got everything should be fine. But like you said, Atlanta's you know Georgia not definitely accustomed to yeah. that. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't stick though. That's really all you need is just no stickage. Um, hopefully. All goes fine. I mean, you're like you said, you're from Maryland, so it's not like snow is crazy to you. Um, but so other you're people. you're fine. Yeah, I I'll be fine. Doesn't mean the Atlanta drivers here yeah. will be fine and be able to handle yeah. it. So that's that's my one and, thing is I'm nervous about that. But terminus. But terminus. Let's talk about terminus. We have eight matches here, and we have a list of rules. What do you want to discuss first? I think rules are important. Uh, and I think next week it'll be really interesting too for you and me to discuss the difference between live and production, you know, on fight. Yeah. So I'm going to, especially with the rules. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're going to give me a whole sheet and like a little <laughs> scoreboard thing. I hope I get a flyer that has the rules. <laughs> that would be smart by them, truthfully, because yeah. I mean, they have a lot of rules. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, they have a decent number of rules. I think, I think for me, the most rules are standard. There's a couple of things that are fun, that are interesting to me, uh, so I'm interested about it. Um, right. But yeah, well, let's let's talk about like there's some people that see the rules and are like what? 
I don't, can't believe it. Most of these rules are standard. Um, so this is Terminus tweeted this out. Uh, all matches must be won by pin, submission, KO, or disqualification, unless substitute stipulation agreed upon by grapplers. Standard. Time limits strictly enforced. All matches are 15 minutes, uh, excluding championship matches, which are 20 minutes. Uh, I, I like that. That means every match, you know, is going to be not really a sprint, but you're not going to see like your 30 minute classics. You're going to see solid 15 minute matches. Um, unless of course they make it like a 30 minute Ironman match, which is totally possible in this promotion. I think, um, I prefer it, but I also think it's, it applies to multi-mens. So we have that eliminator four way match on the card, which to me is like, Oh, that's interesting. That match apparently is going to be a 15 minute time limit. You have to eliminate all three of your opponents in 15 minutes or less. It should be fun sprints. Honestly. Yeah. I, I think it's all going to be very sp- fun sprints. Uh, I, I am the, the so- show. The show is advertising at least for a ticket seller uh, that yeah. it is advertised as six to nine. Oh, uh, so with eight matches, five of which are 15 minutes, three of them are 20 minutes and then entrances and stuff. Yeah. That's I like, I like that plan. Now, I know some people are like very hesitant on terminus because of the you know other rules, not the time limit. Time limits did like who cares? Well, I um, can I bring up this before you get into that point. Yeah. Can I bring up the overtime rule? Oh uh, yeah, I was just gonna say like the one thing on the time thing is to me time doesn't define a great match. It's what they do in the time that defines a great match. I agree. Uh, the overtime is that if there is no decision at the end of the time limit, a 90-second overtime period occurs. And then if no one wins then, then it, it becomes a draw. 90 seconds sprint to get a pinfall or a submission after 15-20 minutes. You, you know. You know Gresham's going to the 90-second sprint. I cannot wait, man. I, I, there's, <laughs> there's 100%. There has to be one of the matches here that goes to a 90 second overtime. I don't know whose it will be, but I just it think feels that's very Gresham. I think I could see it in like the Bandito Baron Black match. I, I guess we see that. I can see it there. Um, but I just think that's very interesting. And I cannot wait for that. Uh, let's talk about the, the proper rules of the show that I think many people are, are interested about. And I agree. A lot, what I like about rules, Scotty, is not only do you have a very defined <laughs> thing, but you also have the ways of people to break them. What I like about rules. <laughs> I, I'm a big rules guy. I don't know if you can tell. I'm a big rules man. So there's disqualification criteria. Uh, you will be disqualified if you use a foreign object uh, or if there is outside interference. Um, you can also get disqualified if you have two technical fouls. And now there's a list of technical fouls here. You ready? And these, of course, given at the referee's discretion. You can get a technical foul by throwing your opponent over the top rope, which I think is hilarious. So I can throw someone over the top rope, and if I do that twice, I lose the match. Which I guess makes sense. You're throwing... A, you're, you know, the point of wrestling is you're trying to wrestle in a center. The, ra- the ropes and everything are, quote-unquote, out of bounds. So literally throwing your opponent out of bounds should be deemed as a foul, I think. And that's a very old school thing. Hater of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, 10 second top rope count. That's standard. Five count rope break, corner break. That's standard. 
intentional physical contact with referee. That's standard for like a casual disqualification. But I love the idea that if you hit the referee once, punch, sock the referee in the jaw, that the referee will get back up and be like, now nah, you're fine. That's your one. <laughs> you got if one I'm a more. heel, I'm absolutely drilling the ref as soon as the match starts. Well, if I'm a heel, I'm going to be doing this. We need time. evil in Terminus. <laughs> House of Torture, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, if I'm a heel, I'm going to be doing this as soon as the bell rings. Intentional low blow. I can kick my opponent in the balls and not lose the match. Now, granted, I got one technical foul. So if I accidentally throw my opponent over the top rope, I'm screwed and I lose the match. But I can start the match kicking my opponent straight in the in the ball sack. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> uh, there's also intentional eye gouge, fish hooking, hair pulling, spitting, very COVID safe. Uh, closed fist punches to the face, obviously, as well. That's also standard. It's just all heel stuff that the heel can work around. It's yeah. very easy. Yeah, very easy. And this is all by referee's discretion. So as long as the referee sees it, you know, that's... Uh, we're just, they're so going to have a shit ref one time Maybe. that just doesn't care or does care way too much. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, countouts. Five-second countout. Not 10 seconds, not 20 seconds, five seconds. If you're out of the ring, you have five seconds to get back in the ring. Yeah, it's all about being in the ring. That is what this promotion's about, and that's fine. Yeah, that's what wrestling is all about. And in the end, it's about what happens between the between the ropes. And that's the entire point. Modern age grappling is the subtitle of this promotion. Uh, the other one that I love, I love it. I love when they did this for Ring of Honor. No one ever, it never really happened. I would have loved if they actually did it at some point. Any weapon usage will not only result in immediate disqualification, Scotty, but you get expelled from Terminus, kicked out of the promotion. If you hit someone with a chair, you are expelled from the company. It's I, such a weird rule to put in a professional wrestling company. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it, dude. That seems very extra. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I don't want to see any of that nonsense. This, I mean, what is very intriguing to me, because this, this... Ryan is pure, ladies and gentlemen. He hates everything that has to do with cheating. No. I'm no. very... I, it, it, this is like what I like about this, and I'm intrigued about Terminus and how it's going to catch on, um, because this feels like a very... Um, uh, not anti, that's not the word, but the opposite of GCW, right? Like the amount of rules, no weapon usage. It's just about the wrestling of the ropes. This feels very like, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum to GCW. And so mm. I'm very intrigued. I think this first show is going to draw a decent crowd. I think the second show is going to get a decent crowd of people that like are into the proper pure wrestling style, I guess. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued. It should be an interesting show. Um, I could see, I could see some people not liking it. Yeah, but I think as long as they do everything in their power to just deliver great professional wrestling, I can't imagine no one. I can't imagine people walking out of it with anything but positive views. I think, I think there's gonna be a group of people that watch it that are like. You know, like I said, like like GCW fans that are like wrestling, like people that like the sort of like hardcore style that are going to be watched that will watch this and be like, ah, this isn't for me. 
you know, because like I said, I think it, it's the opposite. It is the opposite right. of that style completely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm intrigued to how it goes. Um, I, I do have my reservations and concerns. I mean, if, uh, you know, if the pure style was a hit, then ring of honor would still be around right now. Uh, so, I'm, you know, these are my concerns and GCW is obviously having a huge moment right now. So we'll see. Right. We'll uh, see. Yeah. My, my concern is that my favorite matches involve a lot of strikes and a lot of, you know, just two, two wrestlers beating the piss out of each other. Mm-hmm. And I am definitely not expecting that a lot uh, in the show, but, but mm-hmm. I can, I like pure matches too. Um, that being said, they, I feel like I go into them with, higher expectations and always walk out like yeah it was it was good it was fine yeah so i'm gonna go in this with an open mind though because i have no idea what's about to happen and there's a lot of good matches a lot of good talent on the show uh let's get to the proper show there of course is going to be a tip-off show hosted by suge d and uh faye jackson i don't think there's any matches that are happening there but that should be interesting i don't know what that's gonna entail um it's gonna be streaming on fight let's talk about it First match on cage match that's listed here is also incorrect because it changed earlier today. Uh, it is Janai Kai, not versus Liza Hall. I don't know who even who Liza Hall is. I don't, uh, apologies. But is she Liza Hall has been replaced because of travel, not travel restrictions, but travel, I think, in general. Uh, it's going to be now going to be Janai Kai versus Diamante. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm someone that has seen, uh, I've seen couple Janai Kai matches. She's very unique. Uh very much uses the kickboxing style mm-hmm. in her matches. Um Diamante, as many also have seen, you know, especially on AEW television or YouTube. Um <laughs> for being more honest. But Diamante's very good. Um Janai Kai is someone that is climbing up the ranks. Should be a fun, uh, fun singles match. I'm looking into Liza Hall a little bit. She is from Canada, so I wonder if that probably paid play. That could some be a problem. She's 23 year old, so sort of a breakout moment for her, maybe. But that sucks. I, I hate to see that happen. But Diamante Janai Kai should also be a good match. Uh, Diamante has a good uh, wrestling style, you know, solid enough. Janai Kai very interesting. She's very young from the DC area. I'm very mm-hmm. intrigued to see what she can do now uh, versus yeah. Diamante. I think 2022 could be a big year for Janai Kai. She's starting to break out. Yeah, um, I think this would be a good is. breakout moment for her here. Yeah. And whether or not she wins, I guess we'll find out. Um, next up, Impact Digital Media Championship match. That's right. Jordan Grace will be putting that title on the line against Kiera Hogan. Um, Jordan Grace, uh, obviously the Impact Digital Media Champion. What, basically what like kind of a tertiary title in the promotion i don't know for some reason it's their best looking title if you don't look at the digital media part on it yeah uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this is interesting because when i think of these two i don't think of pure rules <laughs> that's for sure um i think jordan grace i think jordan grace is pretty good um she's a very good power wrestler She's very good at, you know, she's a fan favorite. That helps too. Mm-hmm. 
she's had some good matches impact from what I remember. That being said, Kira Hogan wrestling the pure style is not something I was expecting to talk about. Well, uh, I, I think that's that's I think it should my, be good though. I think that's my big my my thing about the promotion is I think some people might expect like every match to be a pure style match. And I don't, think I don't know how to feel. I don't I really don't, but I also don't think that it's going to be, I mean, I you can, not. you know, you have bandito in a match, you know, you have the, you have the ability to do all of the high flying stuff that you typically can do. You just can't punch someone in the face, which is already happening and already happens in wrestling, right? You it right. slaps to the face. Um, you can, you know, you can springboard off the ropes. There's no rule saying you can't do that. You just have right. five seconds, I guess, t- ten seconds to do that. Yeah. You know, there, all that style is still there. Uh, it's just going to have a more focus in the ring style. It's like it'd be like watching an independent wrestling show, where, I mean, it's like watching an independent wrestling show where it's like the crowd is right next, like watching Beyond or something, right? Where the crowd is like right next to and like hitting the actual mat and everything. I think it's going to be something like that where it's just like you kind of are forced to do all the stuff inside the ring. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I expect this to be pretty good. They have chem- they have good chemistry from uh, their many tag title matches that they had in uh, Impact over the past couple, past year, past two years. Uh and they've had good singles matches, so I'm expecting this to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm intrigued at the very least. I'm intrigued to see what will come out of this match. Um, next up, Terminal Eliminator four-way match. So this is a four-way dance uh, that is 15 minutes where you have to eliminate all of your opponents. Uh, the people in this match are Invictus Cash. He's been on AEW Dark uh, that's where most people see him. I think he's got a good look. I want a lot. I wait to see more of him and maybe I'll see more of him. JDX, another independent wrestling standout uh, that people enjoy. He's also been on AEW dark Adam priest. He is like a Southern independent wrestler, a very big Adam priest uh, challenged Jonathan Gresham for the ROH title at one point recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a big Southern wrestler and Daniel Garcia, AEW wrestler, Daniel Garcia, um, thoughts on this match? I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think, I think if they can figure out how to fit everything they need to in the 15 minute stretch, it could be a lot of fun. Now, could it be a little bit messy because they're trying to? Maybe, maybe. I haven't seen a lot of three of these guys, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking it should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's what these matches are made for, really. And, I would be shocked if Garcia lost. Yeah, me too. It is weird that Garcia is in this match not having a singles match, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm intrigued at the very least. It's a nice little, like, you know, youth match with a lot of these yeah. guys. But also, I think that this match is 15 minutes. So, how do we eliminate all these people in 15 minutes? I think we're going to get a big, like, this is the match that showcases the rules of the promotion. Like, I think someone getting eliminated by getting two technical fouls or something, someone's going to get eliminated by, I don't know, five-second countout. I think this is one of those matches where uh, that's going to happen. And also, it's a... Well, it's also a four-way, which are traditionally no disqualification, I guess. 
So maybe there's also an aspect there now that I think about it. I don't know. I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Maybe we'll get an explanation on the rules and see if it's slightly different. But 50 minutes and stays in the ring. Talk about a sprint. I'm very excited. I think it should be good. Daniel Garcia, I think, is also going to win. Maybe maybe Adam Priest? I don't know. He's good. Uh, singles match. The cage match lists this as a singles match, Scotty. Uh, but Terminus was advertising this as a Ring of Honor world title match, and that was Bandito uh, defending the, I'll say, modern version of the Ring of Honor world title uh, against Baron Black. I'm excited for this. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I like the story that they're telling with the two Ring of Honor titles. It gives them a potential main event for their return show. Mm-hmm. If which was announced this week, by the way, like that you can now buy tickets for it. So they're coming back. Um, so the demise of ring of honor was not so much a demise, which is nice, but I think this should be really good. Baron black for those who haven't seen him, which you can on AW dark. I think he's like, Oh, 47 posted this week. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's quite good. He's quite good. Um, and I think this will be a good showcase for him because I do think with some of the names on the show, like the Banditos and Greshams, that Baron Black has a real chance to benefit from this as well. And I mean, he's on AEW TV, so people are going to see him, but he this will give him his best chance to show what he can do in the ring, um, outside of the you know five minutes sprint on an AEW dynamite. Uh, I think Bandito definitely wins. But uh, I liked the promo that Baron Black had for, like, setting this match up. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, he's part he's the co-runner, owner of this promotion. So, yeah, big match for him. Yeah, it, I think, obviously, there's the aspect of, like, being a, the co-promoter of this promotion is, yeah. you know, is, is suspect a little bit. But... And I don't know where the future of this promotion is, but if there's any person to sort of build a promotion around, mm-hmm. in my opinion, would honestly be Baron Black. You know, like him yeah. being like the guy for the promotion. I I think he is your he could be the guy of the promotion. Honestly, he's the person mm-hmm. that can eventually win the title, if there mm-hmm. is a title or whatever. Um, <laughs> he's very good. I saw him yes. at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta in a. I forget like some sort of gimmick match um, against Lord Crew. Very interesting name. It was outstanding. The best match in the entire show. Well, you know, it wasn't a, a, a great, you know, match of the year contender, mind right. you, but it was a really good match. Baron Black has something. Baron Black certainly yeah. has something. He has a great look too. He has a great entrance music. Um, he's got something. And versus Bandito, I think this is going to be a showcase match for him. He's not going to win especially if this is for the title, right. he's not going to win. But I think this is a very intriguing match and I'm very excited to see. And also see Bandino return. I mean, we saw him return last night, I believe, just at GCW. Uh, so having him come back and wrestle some more matches, I'm very intrigued to see him. Yeah, uh, just to confirm, yeah, he has not wrestled till last night at against ba- Blake Christian. Um, so I am intrigued to see what is happening. They went like 19 minutes. So, yeah. So I, I think this should be a good match. I think this should be a really good match. I think 100% we're going to get Bandino doing his, uh, like side thing where he like does a moonsault or picks up, picks up a guy on the top rope, does a moonsault with him. 
easily. I think this could be the. It's funny because the world title match, but I think this could be the show stealer. Yeah. Like I, I have a lot of high hopes for Baron Black and like what this is kind of a big showcase for him. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I like I said, my, I'm putting my my flag there. Is that I think if there's anyone to build a promotion around it, it could be Baron Black. Um, tag team match: Fred Yehi and Tracy Williams versus Dante Cabarello and Joe Keys. Uh, Cabarello and Keys are Ring of Honor Dojo guys. Um, trained by Gresham and also they've been tag teaming for a little bit too um, which is also nice Tracy Williams very good wrestler Fred Yehi I explained to Jesse who he was uh, and she immediately responded is he called Yehi because he's Yehi and I said yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this should be fun I think tag match with all these rules and uh, you know Yehi and uh, Tracy are very. I solid. love I love Freddie Ahai. I don't think he gets, yeah. he's so underrated. Yeah, I think he's been given a lot of uh, big opportunities over the past year, especially. You know, he's been in strong Ring of Honor, of course. He's got he's kind of going everywhere now, and I think this will be another good showcase for him uh, because I do think there's going to be a lot of eyes on this tournament show. This is one of the more hyped indie shows especially for a debut show. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if there's going to be a lot of eyes on Terminus for a show, it's this one. Um, I definitely see them walking out. It's good for the, you know, the ROH dojo guys that, you know, they get a big shot here as well. I'm happy Gresham's looking out for his trainees. I agree. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm I'm glad that a lot of this show has that sort of early ROH feel to it. It does it feel does. like it is continuing that spirit of Ring of Honor. May not, yeah. Maybe not the name, obviously, but it feels like it's continuing that spirit of Ring of Honor. And we'll Terminus s- of Honor. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, there was no rule saying that you had to start or end every match with a handshake. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. There is no honor. There is there is no honor in this promotion. That, that we know. Uh, that, that much we know. Um, singles match, uh, Moose versus, it was supposed to be Alex Coglin, but I believe due to, I believe it was due to COVID issues. Coglin is not going to be here. Uh, Coglin's good. Coglin is good. Uh, but he's being replaced by Mike Bennett. So we got Moose versus Mike Bennett. I learned this week that Mike Bennett sells Boston strong style shirts. And I'm absolutely going to get one. Got absolutely hyped when I saw that. So <laughs> thank you, Mike Bennett. Uh, this is definitely a match. Um, no offense to Mike Bennett or Moose, but Alex Coughlin might be better than both of them already. Uh, this is this this match is the most match that of the night. Yeah, this is very like impact, which is funny because they're both an impact. Now. Well, Moose uh, is the impact world champion. After yeah, all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why don't they just put the title on the line while they're doing it? Um, which I wouldn't be shocked if they switched it to that. I mean, it won't be bad. No, I don't right? think so. It won't be bad. I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> I don't I'm not a big fan of Moose, but I have to give him credit. He's really improved as a wrestler. You know, yes. he's pretty capable. And Mike Bennett's not gonna have a you know five star match, but he's not gonna give you a bad match. So yeah. Should be should be good watch. But yeah, Mike Bennett is like your 
you're like the the there is no perfect journeyman <laughs> than Mike Bennett. This guy's yeah. been everywhere, done everything. Uh, so yes. you know he's he's easy going to bring Moose to a good match. Moose is going to be able to you know pick up with him. Uh, Moose uh, and you know Impact World Champion. So Moose is probably going to easily win. I think. I'd be shocked if he lost. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess you could do kind of a storyline where Mike Bennett wins. I mean, that's something, I guess. Uh, but it's probably just gonna be Moose. Moose. Uh, next up, singles match: Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. This is an AEW showcase match. Uh, I believe when this time when this match was originally picked, it was no, yeah, this always was an AEW showcase match. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal. Very solid wrestler. People have the reservations about him, obviously, which is fair. But you can't deny that he is still a very solid wrestler. Lee Moriarty, an outstanding young wrestler. Very excited about this match. Um, I don't necessarily think it has... Could maybe have match of the night feels around it. Uh, but we'll see. Hmm. There's a couple matches here that I think could be easily match of the night. I think this will definitely be good. Yeah. You know, because Lee's, Lee's advanced beyond his age. Uh, I think Jay is, a, be Jay is a good opponent for him, too. It, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a big spot for Lee. I'm happy he's on the show. He's very fitting of this style. Um, I'm excited to see him. Uh, I, you know, I have my thoughts about Jay Lethal. Uh, he's fresh off New Japan match from last night. He's back in New Japan, too. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doing a little bit of everything. He's flying um, from Seattle to Atlanta. Yikes! Um, but 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 it definitely has match of the night potential. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. Do you have any idea? I mean, I think that's also the Lethal problem. Wins, like, by the way, yeah, maybe it's tough. Yeah, he definitely wins. It's tough because you. Because it's the first show, you have no really idea of what kind of like stories there are or anything. You don't know who their who their guy is, right? So like, yeah, Jay Lethal's good, but if you want to build a promotion around Lee Moriarty, kind of, I don't think they're building the promotion around an AEW signed wrestler. True, but you you, you could have a, <laughs> a title match for the Terminus title or whatever, whereas like Lee Moriarty versus a guy, right? You know, like that's what I mean. Like it, it's hard to tell who they're going with, who they want to go with. So I'm intrigued to this, to say the least. I see the winning. I don't see him giving a win to Lee Moriarty. That's also fair. That's also a total possibility. Uh, <laughs> your main event as well, um, Ring of Honor World Title Match and presumed pure rules match. That's how Gresham's been doing it the entire time. Uh, Jonathan Gresham defending the Ring of Honor, the uh, old school OG Ring of Honor title. Jonathan Gresham defending against Josh Alexander, a guy who had a underrated Wrestler of the Year contender, and I don't think anyone nominated him in the Count of Year End Awards. Um, now that I think about it, um, but underrated Wrestler of the Year contender, um, Josh Alexander. I sat here for twenty minutes trying to figure out who Josh Alexander was wrestling. I completely forgot the entire card. And I was like, I know, jo- I think Josh Alexander's on the show. Who's he wrestling? And, you know, I finally figured it out before you said it. But I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, this should be really good. 
like this should be really good. Josh, like you said, Josh Alexander is someone that, you know, despite the weird or upsetting finish to his uh, two-second impact title reign, (laughs) he has been booked really well, and he has become pretty much their main baby face, main star. Mm -hmm. Um, He's awesome. He deserves all these big spots. And Jonathan Gresham, what's there to say about Jonathan Gresham? Uh, I know the pure rule style isn't for everyone. I still don't know if it's for me or not, but if I'm going to watch someone do it, I'm going to watch Jonathan Gresham do it. And these two should have a really good match. If this isn't match of the night, I would be a little surprised just because of how good they both are. Um, Of course, I expect Jonathan Gresham to win because, duh, but should be really good. Yeah, I agree. I think this match has all the potential in the world to be match of the night as well, like with any other match. Definitely doing the 90 seconds, by the way. Oh, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Uh, Yeah, Josh Alexander, uh, outstanding wrestler. Very upsetting how Impact is treating him. Uh, But whatever. Uh, This match doesn't happen if he's Impact World Champion, I bet. Well, no, I can see this match still happening and then it going to the 92nd and then it ending up being a draw. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. No one wants to draw it in the show, though. True, 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 true. Uh, the first show. No, but they would do a draw to end the show and then Bandito would come out and they'll do a face-to-face of Gresham. And then that will, yeah. get, that will get me hyped enough to be like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gresham Alexander has all the makings to be an outstanding match. Uh, it's pure rules, so there's always that quality that people kind of maybe turn some people off. But if it's going to turn you off, then I don't know if Terminus is going to be the promotion for you entirely. Uh, right. I'm excited. I'm excited to say the least of the show. Snow update. The driveway is covered in snow. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I how, can't... how far are you from Terminus? Uh, 20, 30 minutes. Nah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just as long as people know how to plow your... Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't... I can't see the road from here. I don't know if the road is... Do people own plows? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we we got some down from Carolinas or something. See, like, we have people... We just have, like, normal people that have plows. Like, that's how much snow we're ready for. So, yeah. uh, Good luck. (laughs) But it should be... A really interesting show. It's definitely going to be talked about a lot. Definitely a really cool show for you to go to. First time ever event. Uh, it's something you can kind of remember if they blow up like they very much could. Yeah. So happy for you, and I'm happy I get to watch it. And we will be, of course, reviewing it next week along with a lot. We get a lot next week, actually. Yeah. Get no. a Rumble preview. We got a lot next. Hammerstein. Hammerstein preview. Terminus review. I got sorry. I got very distracted because I just saw a road to sixteen carat gold announcement. What is it? Uh, you know how they have like Gresham and Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, they've just announced Becca in the Limitless Wrestling Beyond Wrestling star dating Alex yeah. Price. No, I. She's in the tournament. Apparent. I don't know if she's in the tournament. She's at the show. <laughs> I don't. So I don't know. But she's announced for the show. 
I was like, wait, what? I saw that and I got very distracted. I was like, what? I'm sorry? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, it just looks like, yeah, she's just having a, yeah, okay. Yeah. She's just having a match. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I just got very distracted by that. I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Maybe that means Alex Price will be there and in the tournament. Oh, hmm? uh, yeah, that could be it. Hmm? I forgot about that <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, should, should when, be is, fun. When, is, when is that? When is WXW? It's a weird group of people in that show. Yeah. When is when is the w, WXW? Is it March? February, March? I think it's Feb. I think it's, I think it's a Feb. Oh, that was my knuckles. Feb, right. Feb maybe? Uh, March, 4th, 5th, 6th, three nights. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so I'm very excited. I'm very intrigued to watch this show. Uh, I think it's going to be a historic event. Whether or not this promotion goes well or not, we'll see. But it has all the makings for it to go well and for it to be big in the Atlanta area. It's like pretty much smack dab in the heart of Atlanta, too. It's like right midtown. In the heart of Atlanta. That's not a song. I just felt like saying it. It definitely was not a song. Let's move on. <laughs> How dare you? Um, let's move on. We Noah had a show this morning. Bumper. I can talk about the main event. That is it. Noah Bumper Cromp. Uh, and then we'll do questions, that. and then we'll get the F out of here. Yeah, you and I only watched the main event. The GHC heavyweight title match. Well, I was only going to watch that in the tag title match. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you seen the tag title match yet? Uh, no. All right. I did not have time to watch Keishi Muto, baby. That's fair. Well, the main event, GHC heavyweight title match, Katsuhiko, Katsu, Katsu, Hiko Nakajima uh, against Masaki Mia. Uh, Nakajima retains. What are you doing? Um, I'm reenacting the... Uh, Kishi Muto, Shining Wizard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you watch any of the New Japan Noah? I did. Oh. I watched it all last night. Did you enjoy it? it was Some fun. of it? It was okay. I mean, it, like, the it, first half is like, meh. I enjoyed the last two matches. Yeah. And and the uh, the House of Torture match, actually, they, they did really good because they actually, like, did the part where someone actually fights house of torture and you know takes them out yeah it wins it's yeah, house yeah. of torture match is only good if the other person wins and gets a definitive like screw you win like go yeah had. i thought masa and go were really good in that but anyways winning. bumper crump bumper you just crump. like saying it i love is saying it, is it a bumper, bumper crump yeah c-r-o-m-p bumper crump oh it's crump how about that yes um, but no, GC heavyweight title match. Nakajima defeats Kitamiya to retain the title. Uh, which I thought, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I thought this was a pretty good match. I think I was light on it compared to others. Um, I just thought that this match, you know, when you think of Nakajima and Kitamiya, you think, of course, of the steel cage hair match. Oh yeah, uh, which was, you know. Great to watch. Insane. This match, I don't. This match didn't live up to that. I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on this? I thought this was great, but you, it it helps. I think it helps if you do carry a lot of their backstory into it. You know, former tag team champions, uh, former stable mates. You know, when Masa was in Congo, and you just kind of follow their story from the Kensuke office to now. 
and you know they know each other very well uh they're both two of the younger main eventers in noah because noah's you know up there in age yeah (laughs) but the two of the younger guys they're two of the you know they're part of the base and the way i looked at the match was kitamiya went into it with a he went with he went into it with a very basic but smart plan of taking down nakajima you know trying to cut down nakajima attacking his legs of course he has the prison lock but if you've ever watched a Katsuhiko Nakajima match, you know that he has maybe the most brutal kicks in professional wrestling. Um, I'd probably put, I'd probably confidently say he does. And if you can try to, you know, destroy him in that way. And his plan was going, his plan was going. There's a lot of early domination by Kitamiya that I really enjoyed. Um, They went with a more methodical pace, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Cause that's not, I feel like that's not very key to me. He's very energized, but he went this different pace because he's had many failures as they were. I thought uh, the commentators had a very good, you know, they gave the story to you as the match was going on of like why he's doing this and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and key to me is not the biggest guy. He's not the, he might, he could, he's one of the strongest guys, but I liked the way they told the story and at, at he hit the uh, Saito suplex at one point at mm-hmm. the, towards the end. And I was like, Oh my God, like, is, is this actually going to like happen? And I, I'm a big Nakajima fan. So I was like, I don't, I don't really want this to end that quickly. Yeah. I don't want the rain to end. He has a lot more matches in him. You know, you got Fujita, you got Sigurara, you got probably another match with Shiozaki. You got um, probably another match with Kino. Uh, I'm definitely missing other people Muto, right now. Muto, maybe. Muto, of course. Uh, Mara Fuji, if you want to do that rematch. There's a plenty of matches to still go through, um, which uh, Fuji and Segura are definitely like the top two that he hasn't done yet. Uh, but anyways, uh, I thought the ending was great. I thought it was very different from what you'd expect. You know, because in Puro main events, You'll have like these really great exchanges. This was very Nakajima wanted to murder. <laughs> he wanted to murder Kitamiya. He starts slapping him as hard as he possibly can, you know, in open-handed slaps while he's just sitting on the ground. And then he hits the uh Northern Lights bomb a la Akira Hokuto. Yeah. Well, it's more of a vertical. Uh it's more of a What's the name of the move? Vertical drop brain buster. It's yeah. more, it's more brain buster-ish, but you know, as the like child of Ketsuke and Hokuto, we're gonna call it Northern Lights. Yeah. Anyways, I like it. That was a great match. I really enjoy Nakajima. I'm happy his reign's continuing because I think he has a lot more great matches left in this reign. Yeah, I yeah, I was kind of lower on it. I I I wasn't. You usually are. I usually are. Uh, I'm still getting into Noah. And I think that's part of it. Is that I'm entering at a point where this this story this is a beat in a storyline that has already been happening, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I the the more methodical, slower pace is what kind of took me out. It just felt like this match took a while to get really going. And I agree, the finish is where it got going, 
but it took a while to get there. I, you know, I'm finding myself on the phone or whatnot. Uh, and maybe it's because, because I was listening to the Japanese commentary, not the English commentary, that helped, it was harder for me to get into it, uh, which I, I think is what I need to do. I need to listen to the English to get more into Noah, to get me into it. They're probably the best. Um, they're really good at breaking it down. Yeah. And I and I think that's what I need as a newer as I'm as someone trying to get into Noah, um, but yeah, once it got there, it got there. I thought Kiyomiya Nakajima put on a, a tremendous finish of the match. Uh, it's just you know it just felt to me that it like it took a while to get there. A lot mm. of rest holds in the beginning that I was just like, all right, okay, here yeah. we go, another another rest hold. Did these guys face off in a steel cage blood feud? Okay, here we go. Another rest hold. Here we go. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about this, guys. So I, I was just sort of, I was disappointed in that sense. I was, I was expecting more out of it, and I didn't quite get it. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think the way I, I went into it is like by the end of the opening ten minutes, I was like, okay, so. The clear plan was for Kitamiya to, you know, keep him grounded because can't strike whatnot. But I can totally see where you're coming from too. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna fight uh, Fujita. Fujita, which is gonna be. I awesome. can't wait. I'm like a secret Fujita lover. I love me something. That is going to be. I was hard hitting. When I used to do the G1 and Onlys, which trailed off because I ran, was running out of time and had enough time to do the show in my day, uh, I like near the end of it, I was wa- I watched Fujita's run in the G1 climax, and I was like, "Boy, howdy, this guy's awesome! <laughs> this yeah. guy is this guy is just a like shoot fighter killer dude that's just going to have does not care and just will kill you." And I this cannot first wait. Time, first time ever match. Yeah. I mean, granted, so, Fujita's old at this point too, so there's also that aspect. But he can that man's that man still hits hard. Yeah, that man still hits hard, and he definitely moves. In my opinion, moves better than Muto. So uh, I, yeah. I, I think I think he can keep up with his opponent better than Muto can. Uh, but I am very much excited for this. I mean, they're just gonna chop and kick each other for like a nice like two minutes stretch, and it's gonna make the match. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to remember anything else. It's probably gonna be really good. I'll be very rattled if Nakajima doesn't win, though. Yeah, I, I think Nakajima's gonna win. I don't, I'm not too scared about that. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see that. Uh, let's get let's answer some questions from the audience. Let's pull the folks. Let's do open open up the mailbag a little bit. Um, this is coming from uh Twitter at Circle Answer on Twitter. Who is a wrestler you can see succeeding in every wrestling promotion? I I'm assuming Lance from it now. Probably should have asked him honestly. Probably should have been like all time now. Huh. It's a great question because this is actually a question. You know the way I've always looked at this question. Maybe not. I've never looked at the promet- promotion, but I've always looked at the idea of uh you know decades like who fits what like era i've always like what wrestler fits every era yeah so this is this is an interesting one to me because fitting every promotion is very difficult and really to me it's like fitting the u.s television 
especially, and then fitting. It, well, Hero there's, there's U.S. television and Lucha Libre. There's, there's U.S. television <laughs> and then also WWE. Right, right. Yeah. So the WWE thing, I really think, is the part you need to play with here, because they are the hardest to fit into. I, I guess I won't put. I'm not going to harp too much on the WWE stuff because. I think a talented wrestler like a Walter should be great in WWE. If they don't make him great, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Yes. Uh, Walter's, Walter's also, also a great choice. He's a good pick <laughs> for that choice. He's someone I could see succeeding in every promotion. I mean, there, uh, th- to me, it's also a hard question because I keep thinking of names of people like AJ Styles is a guy that can succeed in every wrestling promotion because he has succeeded in every wrestling promotion. Brian Danielson. That's my choice. I think you put Brian Danielson into any atmosphere and he is going to deliver. You put him in Lucha wrestling, That's he's true. going to be great. You put him in Puro, he's going to be phenomenal. You put, put him, him in, in Joshi. Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. Uh, you put him in WWE. Put, him, put Brian know. Danielson in a high-speed title match. And, and the cheat about Brian Danielson is we already know how he can do in WWE. Yeah. So I would also put Omega in that in that category yeah. i think Omega's that's also very obvious i'm trying uh, i'm trying to think of people that are like free agent types like the future of the wrestling biz like walter's kind of good he's not really a free agent obviously but i think he's if i had good. to give a women's choice you shirai i think we've seen that you shirai probably my quick one i mean yeah eo because she does a little bit of everything she can jump she can fly through the air um and I'm thinking the WWE part again, like that's the toughest part because like who's the best W who's the best uh it's also a question you know. of who succeeds in WWE anymore. You know? Yeah, that's the toughest if, part. If Killer like, Cross and Braun and you know, if these guys don't succeed, right. I don't know. Like Tony Storm failed. I don't know what they want in women now. That's also difficult. Like, I don't know. Mayu Utani should succeed literally everywhere. Does that mean that she would succeed in WWE? WWE? I don't think Probably I don't. Think, I don't think she you would. Know, I don't think Mayu would. No, I mean they WWE. don't. WWE stinks when it comes to these things. So, I'm going to go with Brian Danielson as my overall choice. Um, but if we want someone that's never actually stepped foot in WWE, that could Kenny Omega probably is a great choice as well. I think Kenny Omega would have been the guy had he signed there instead of the AW stuff. He would have been main eventer right off the bat he would have been great he his style would have been drawn down but he still would have been great yeah and i kenny omega i think is to me the obvious one i think if he went to wwe instead of creating AEW, he would have for lack of a better term been phenomenal uh uh we're also seeing kenny omega do everything besides wwe yeah and, and that's its own style of wrestling sure um but i think i mean my my concern with well the only, the only, my only concern with him succeeding to WWE is I don't, I can't see him folding into their system too much. Like I feel like I can see AJ Styles did. Well, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Kenny Omega is someone different. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega is like a lot better. So yeah, yeah, I said that on the mic. I don't care. I'm really trying to think of like name the last great AJ Styles match. You can't. You can't. Did he wrestle at day one? Oh, he wasn't good. He wasn't if he did, one. he wasn't at day one. He hasn't had a great match in a very long time. Let's look at his match guide. Let's get a cage match. Look at that guy's match guide. 
Okay, you're going to see a lot of TNA. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm going to see also a lot of New Japan. Yeah. I'm really I'm really struggling because I'm really trying to think of like a a standout, a non super. In, I'm trying star. to think of like an indie wrestler that I think can uh, stand out anywhere. I'm, I'm well, none sure. of them. WWE doesn't want any of them, so huh. that's tough. Huh. Roxy, I think Roxy can stand out anywhere. I think if you look at all women's promotions, Roxy's definitely a great choice. Honestly, I think Roxy can stand out anywhere. Honestly, it's a good shout. Uh, AJ Styles had a great match with Daniel Bryan in 2020. It was four and three quarters. Uh, that's the uh, that's the that's this top WWE match. That was the Intercontinental Finals, the t- tournament finals. I thought that match was good. I don't know if I would say great. Uh, also, John Cena was also three and quarters, but it was a uh, okay. Well, that's a long time ago. That 20, was my point. 2017. Thank you for furthering my point. Here. Well, your other Appreciate point, your other point is that AJ Styles hasn't had a great match since tw- since two thousand, you know, two thousand twenty, which was two years ago at this point. That still proves my point. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, uh, someone on Twitch, uh, Al, Al Sweat. I can't say it. I can't see it exactly because I don't see it at all. So I'm not like, even gonna try. It's like not written as one thing. It's like chopped okay. up like four, uh, three letters at a time. Uh, they asked, uh, "What can you say about NXT 2.0's War Games?" We covered NXT 2.0 War, War Games on a previous show, uh, but now that we're a couple, you know, weeks out from War Games and seeing the results permeate through NXT, um, what do you think? Do you think right calls? Do you think they, war games help build up the career of Braun Breaker even more? What do you think? I think the men's one accomplished the goal really well. You know, Braun Breaker, star, our champion, Carmelo Hayes, doing well, he was already champion, so that's, you know, he was doing fine anyways. But now, now, double, now double champ, I guess, dot, 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 question mark. Guys? Yeah, I don't really know how that works. Uh, Grayson Waller Feuding has somehow become important, very important. Yep. He just fought AJ Styles. Yep. I sent, mean, sent Johnny Gargano to pasture and beat up. Yeah. And, and fought AJ Styles. Tony D'Angelo is there. Uh, it's been, if we just look at that one match, it was an accomplishment. Pay per view was fine. Uh, Kyle Riley's free. So, yeah, worked out for me. <laughs> um, Women, female, uh, women's uh, war games. Uh, has Cora Jade become a bigger star coming out of war games? And I think I don't know. Uh, I honestly don't. I think, I think she's the same. Yeah, I think they've hurt her value since then. Actually, they put her into the women's title match, which wasn't very good. She got pinned. She looked like an idiot and got pinned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was a benefit. I don't think that was that beneficial. Io Shirai is just not even there. Kaylee Ray is not even there. Yeah, the, no. she's no, Kaylee Ray no, is still no. beating up things with a baseball bat. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I think it was you know coming out of it. I I think yeah. I think the man's one did something, but I also think Braun Baker was already on that track. I don't think it changed yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, like true. I don't think war games change anything for anybody. If anything, Grayson Waller. It definitely changed something for Grayson Waller because I remember when they put him in that match, I thought he was the add-on compared to Tony D'Angelo, and now he is on Raw already, 
and wrestling AJ Styles. Yeah. So, so that'll help Grayson Waller. Good for him. Um, this is from at a dumb millennial. We have two questions. Oh, have two qu- don't do the high school one. What? I already read it. Don't do it. <laughs> How many high schoolers do you think you can beat up at once? I'm not answering. I said that question. any question, anything. I think I think sophomores nope. easily. <laughs> you weren't supposed to answer this one. I think I'm not giving I think no, freshmen will be tough. Freshmen you think would be easy, but they got something to prove. Um and they want to impress people. So they're gonna go out there of all, all they can. Sophomores don't care and think they'll be fine, so they're foolish. Juniors are tough. Seniors might be easy because they're sleep deprived, but they're also the oldest. So I, I, I we asked the questions of we'll answer anything. So I'm answering anything. Uh, add a well, how many? Did he say oh, how yeah. many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I can beat up like two sophomores. I don't want to brag about it. <sighs> Just I'm not answering this question. <laughs> Uh, they write also on a lesser note, you get six people to build, build a company around. doesn't matter who, who you pick and why oh I'm, I'm going to change it. I want to change it slightly to make it easier. Cause it's such a huge question. Uh, yeah. free agents, free agents, current free agents, which free is a lot. Agents. Which are a lot of free agents. You dramatically just changed the question. I know. I know. But I'm trying to make I'm trying to I'm trying to brain in the scope a little bit. Well, I think either way it was gonna be hard because like somehow there's also one there's like had, a lot of free agents out there. Well, yeah, this is true. Like non-free agents, you gotta pick six wrestlers from the world to build one promotion under, which was difficult. But now I have to pick it from free agents. Uh, where's that list? That list was very helpful. Um because that just pretty much would be all of the ones I'd go off of. WWE free agent. That's not it. I just watched Micah eating food as a bear from Natsupoi and I want to cry. <laughs> Did you see that video? No. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to send it to you. And you you're have, have to? to re- you're required and by you're, law? You're, you're going to have to live react. I'm required by law. I don't know where I'm supposed to find this list. Okay, well. I'll let okay, you I'm just going to go based off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to do three men and three women. Make it fair. Uh, I'll do... What about what about two men, two women, and a tag team? I don't know if there's a free agent tag team I want on my roster. Fair. Uh, shit. This is difficult, man. Because gonna, I gotta write this down because I gotta remember who I'm picking in my head. Like who I was like, okay, this person. Okay, no. I got I got picks from my men. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna build my male division around Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. Yeah, I mean those were the top two at the top of my head. I just <sighs> I would pick Keith Lee, Shane Strickland. That's my two. I found my list. There okay, I'll let you. I'll let I you look that list. over. I'll let. You... Uh, go is ahead. everyone in from Ring of Honor free agent? Uh, right now, uh, if yeah, if we're building a promotion right now or signing people right now, I would consider okay. That a free agent. Ready, ready. You're, you're, just, gonna make, you're just gonna make you're just gonna make Ring Ring of Honor. 
No, Keith Lee, Shane Strickland. Well, now you're and... stealing my ideas? Or this is our no, promotion? They were already is, what, my what are, top is two. This, is this our, let's this be our promotion. So what, what, what are we picking? What We haven't come to a consensus here. Okay, so I think those two are locks. I think Roxy, as one of the women, I think that should be a lock. I think she's someone you build around. You know, she's 20 years old. She's mm-hmm. she's kind of gives you that like future ace vibe of the women's division. Uh maybe a Tony Storm, perhaps. I would I would what about Tony Storm Trisha Dora? Trisha Dora's great. What about Tony Storm Trisha Dora? Well, that's why I didn't want to do the tag team. I just wanted to do three and three. Well, like the only tag team I see on here is like the Briscoes. I don't want them. You don't want Hot Wheels? Like, I think, no, no, I don't. No, no. I'm going to go in my head. I'm taking three and three. Okay. You can do the tag team if you want. Okay, cool. Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, Tony Storm, Trisha Dora, Roxy. Those are my locks. Those are my locks. Mm-hmm. You get three great women to build the division around, you know, the future. Yeah, Keith Lee and Shane Strickland, instant like main event style. And then oh. he's he broke. What happened? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Dragon Lee. I love Dragon Lee. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Dragon Lee is pretty good. If we're going based off just free agents, which is what Ryan decided for us, mm-hmm. those are the... It's still a lot which, of free agents, so I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. If I could do like... Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, if we were going... Yeah. Then Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, Tony Storm, Trisha Dora. Those those are my four locks right off the bat. If I could do free agents in Japan or like freelancers, that would change everything. Oh, well, I mean, as long as there are free agents. Okay, then I'm getting rid of Good luck. Tony Tony Store. No. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I'm gonna get rid of Roxy. Now we wrote a Tony Storm, and I'm going to pick Asuka Veni from Japan. Mm, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, because freelance. <laughs> um, I would do. I'll do three and three. I'll do Bandito. No, I won't Ooh. do Bandito. I won't do. I'll t- oh. get Bandito out of here. You want Dragon League? Don't lie. You're just trying to be different. You do want Dragon League. On <laughs> Ray Horus. Uh, <laughs> you can take Gresham. I'll take Johnny Gargano. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, there you go. I think. You know what? I'll do my tag team. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do. I was going to say, why don't you just do a damn tag team? <laughs> fucking. Oh no! I got it! 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 I got it. Jeff Hart. I got it. Settle down! I got it. Uh, <laughs> I'll do. I'll do. Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, Tony Storm, Trisha Dora, Alec Price. I really Young enjoy man. Alec Price. I think you can build a promotion around him. Young man. Young man. Um, and I'll do another 
lady, I will do. Oh wait, no, oh, God. Okay. According to Cage Match, Kenta is a freelancer. So you know what? I'm just gonna take Kenta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna pick. I don't have another lady on hand, but I'm gonna pick Khan. Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick interesting. Con. The very interesting group you got there. Yeah. You passed on the Ring of Honor World Champion. For I, I'm, I'm thinking about people. Keith Lee is a world title guy. Shane can be world title guy. Both guys, I think, can be heels and faces. Khan and Alec Price are guys I can build a promotion around of. And then Tony Storm and Trisha Dora, some two people I can build a women's promotion around of. I think. Sure. 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 I'll All right. Uh, now, to try to fit Xavier's question, pick two, pick one wrestler, all of wrestling to build women's division around. One to build your men's, your two like aces of your promotion, any promotion to add to what you have now. On top of what I have now, yeah. Okay, my ace, my women's. I'm pick. I'm taking Utami. Any wrestler? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the definition of like star power, future ace. Then the problem. You know what's the problem for a lot of these these questions? They need a lot of thought. And well, they just went it's, it's so open-ended that, like, what if I yeah. just said Utami and Kenny Omega? You know what right. I mean? Like, well, like I, if I have unlimited money and unlimited resources, yeah. then yeah. Well, see, I took Utami. Well, I'm not going to take Kenny. He's older. Like, I would have to pick, like... I have no idea. <laughs> um, I would pick... Here we go. I would pick Daniel Garcia. I wouldn't. I watched him break down his match on Twitter. <laughs> he's not your ace because he of bro- that. He broke down his loss. If he's willing to break down his loss, I don't even want to know what he does when he wins. And Candice LeRae. I did not see that coming. <laughs> those, are my, those are my two aces in my promotion. Interesting. Big Candice LeRae fan yeah. is Ryan Knights. Yeah. Understandable. My, so my women's division is so far is Candice LeRae, Tony Storm, and Trisha Dora. And my men's division is Daniel Garcia, Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, Alec Price. Daniel Garcia is your Karn. ace. What? Daniel Garcia is your ace. You well, I couldn't, res- you I couldn't pick res- the people wrestling. I already had. You had all of wrestling, right, to pick your ace. And you picked a young man who's very talented. Good Look, for man, you. it's a young promotion. I'm just gotta start somewhere. That's what I mean. This question's impossible to answer. It's a young, it's a young, it's a young promotion where you have Keith Lee. Yes. <laughs> How dare you? It's Keith an Lee's impossible. One. It's an impossible question because it's so broad. Yeah, maybe we should just end the show. And I don't, I don't, I don't answer my last one. What do we have? Do we have another question? I, no, I think question. we're all done. But I didn't think of. Uh, the men's one out of all of wrestling. I don't know. Who the hell do I like that when I watch wrestling anymore? Say just say Ray Horos and get on with it. Don't ever say that. Don't you ever do that. Uh hook. Yeah. Your ace? <laughs> your ace? You're making fun of me for drinking a young kid and you pick Hook? Well, Hook's a walking megastar. So come on now. He he's the pillar destroyer breaker whatever the fuck he's called. 
Okay, we'll see. I'm just going through the thing. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I I don't know. Kazuchika Okada. Who cares? I was going to say Okada, but I was like, "Ah, I don't want to be boring. He picked Daniel Garcia, so I got to pick someone out of this world. So I picked him. I'm going to pick Bo Dallas. (laughs) Curtis Axel. (laughs) Yeah, what do you mean? I'm going to pick Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, I'm going to build a promotion. Kazuchika Okada, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brock Lenzer. I mean, what the fuck? Well, of course I'm going to pick all these guys. But limited no, resources? I, I probably only would have picked one of them. What do you mean you would have picked one of them? I would have went young, Ryan. <laughs> would have went young. What the hell, man? I picked Adam Hook, baby. Adam Hook, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I, I just read Adam Cole's name on my screen. So That's it for Ring Post Radio. Let's get the frick out of here. Yeah, what's your match of the week? Ah, crap. I got to look that up, too. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Mine's Eddie Kingston versus uh, Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. You wrote a nice little write-up on, on your, uh, was it did. Substack, Twitter? I don't know what that is. I have no idea what it is. Called. Some Twitter thing. Um, and I literally watched it. I was like, you know what? This was fucking great. I need to write about it. Eddie Kingston's awesome. Gabriel Kidd has been great since he's uh, come back from his, like, it's pretty much out all of 2021 yeah. um, for due to travel reasons, I believe. I uh, no. Um, Wasn't he hurt? No, mental health. Oh, mental health. Okay. Well, understandable. Yeah. But happy he's back. He's been great. Him and Eddie Kingston kicked ass. Uh, and um, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, not a lot of great matches for me this week or at least matches that have happened the past week my favorite match i've saw all, all week was magnum ta versus tully uh the steel cage match that was that was the best match i watched all week um but over the past week i'll go with adam cole versus trent beretta um, absolutely broke my brain when i read that you were watching magnum ta and it was a great match tully. it was a great match what can i say what can I say? They had a solid, great match back in the Solid, 80s. great match. Yeah. You can follow me at Scotty Wrestling and, you know, all that stuff. Goodbye. You can follow me at Ryan Knightsey. You can follow the show at Count Up Pod. Uh, we'll be back with a bunch more topics in a better show next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, but if you want to do that, do so. Subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it, folks. Again, you can follow us on on Twitter at CannotPod. That's the network that houses us. Um, but I feel like there was something else. Um, oh well, we yeah. Countout's got. I I mean, I can say buy a shirt, buy a shirt, buy a Countout merch shirt. If they're not watching, then you look like an idiot. If you're not watching, it's it's shirt has a logo. It's blue. It's not black. So. You can't wear it in any wrestling event. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you're going to Terminus, I'll be there. So say hello. I'll be the idiot probably wearing my own merch. Maybe. I, I won't be. So goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast.